welcome to another episode of Academy Outcasts. I am your co-host, Morgan Spatola. That's your name? Okay. See, I had forgotten it because it's been like a month since we recorded. I I forgot what you look like. Who are you even? Oh, my name's uh, Thomas Jernigan. You forgot. Are you sure that's your name? I forgot my name. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you again, Morgan. It's, yes, good. It's, it's been a quick minute. Yep. As well, they say. We were both traveling and things got a little wild. There was sisters' in that pants regard. involved. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where were you traveling? I went to the same place as you did, actually, because I went to Dallas. That is kind of weird that that I went to happens. Texas and California. We just flipped the weekends, we flipped I think, the weekends, right? Yeah, so. that's... Unintended. I went, I went to Dallas one weekend, and then same weekend you went to San Diego, roughly. Well, I went to Carlsbad, but... Whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and then, that weekend after, I went to San Diego, and, and you went to, went to Dallas. Dallas. So, yep. so nice now little, we're back in Arizona. We're back, yeah. How about those uh, Diamondbacks? I don't know. Other small is talk Is it even crap. baseball right now? Yeah, it is, ba- <laughs> it is baseball right now. Oh, okay. It is baseball. <laughs> And the Max are doing pretty darn good, too. Oh, all right. We'll save World it for your sports podcast. Yeah, our sports cop that's coming up. Um, no, yours. Not oh. me. I won't be part of it. Oh. I don't know sports. You don't know mo- movies, either. And oh, here yeah. we are. That's kind of my whole brand, huh? movies. Okay. Uh, that's right. On this podcast, we talk about movies. So we talk about movies I haven't seen. In case each, you guys forgotten, because each, it's been a month. Each time, each episode, you, Thomas, the co-host, my co-host, give me a list, the list, and, I thought you had uh, blue eyes. It's just been so long. Shut it's up. Either brown or the hazel. <laughs> and then I, I'll never tell. And then I, Morgan, tell you what movies I have or haven't seen, and then mm-hmm. we pick one and review. Yes. So that's yes. that. All right. Well, all done. So in my travels to Dallas and San Diego, I've had a lot of time to contemplate the dichotomy of good and evil, of uh, life. As it were. Oh. And I have come to the conclusion that life is nothing but choices and change. Optionality. Okay. That's I'm not a, a word. Optionality is a word. Nah. I'm pretty sure. Op- and even if it isn't a word, I'm coining it as a all word. All right. Fine. Optionality. All right. That is how you can truly live free and happy to have optionality. Anyway, so my point being <laughs> is that because it's been a while... You're going to make two sets of choices on this podcast. What does that mean? Well, you'll see what What it means. What do you mean? Um, So anyway, you brought your ukulele um, this episode, right? No. She's joking. Why Um, would I bring a ukulele to our podcast recording? Well, because, let's see, I asked you to about a dozen times in this past month, and we're ukulele-less. We're ukulele-less. Why don't you have one? Were Ulysses S. Grantless? I thought everybody had a ukulele. I don't have a ukulele. I have a. You I don't have, have a pocket uke? A pocket uke? No. <gasps> a little I ocarina. There's an app for that. Ooh. Okay, go on. I'm gonna see if there's a ukulele app. Um. So anyway, you have two sets of options right now, and those options. First one is you're gonna choose the type of list that we'll be reviewing, and oh. then once we get to that list, then you'll be making your ultimate. Funneled in choice. Okay. Wow, can I see that? <laughs> it's a ukulele. Oh my God. I'm gonna play the ukulele. Oh my God. Okay. I can't change the chords. Tune it. There oh, we go. I see. Do you hear it sliding on the frets? 
I hear those frets sliding. Okay, well, it was. Yep, there it is. That's weird <laughs> that they would include that. It's so realistic. <laughs> Hold on, now I have to think of a song to play. So I, I have a ukulele now. Okay, we have a ukulele, then we're good. I can't play it, though. Then, now, that's uh, it's a good uh, segue to the dichotomy of... I don't, I don't know, I'm using big words again. Okay. So, we have three options that we can do, okay? Yeah, let's score this podcast as we're doing it. <laughs> Live scoring. <laughs> Give me a G. Give me an A. I only have A minor. Oh, God, <laughs> just forget it then. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, okay. what are our two choices? Okay, so we can either... <laughs> she's no, I'm not going to do it. Queuing up the ukulele again. The, what have I, I right. created a monster? Um, Be glad I didn't bring the real one. Yeah. Um, okay, so we can either go back to our roots and do a random list. We can go to a theme list, which the theme... Yeah. Okay. Uh, or we can go to themes, and I'll tell you what the theme is. It's documentaries. But... What? I know, it sounds lame, but they're all movie... <laughs> Movie-themed documentaries. They're about so, like, documentaries about movies? Documentaries about either filmmakers, comedians, actors, a lot of other stuff. Okay. Or, or <gasps> we can have one movie in which utilizes the ukulele. Wait, hold on. Try that again. I want to make it sound better. The ukulele. There, that was Which good. really, we, I mean, it, it didn't have to be a ukulele. It, it was preferably a guitar, but you didn't own a guitar. I don't know how to play guitar. There's too many strings. Random list, documentaries, or we can utilize our ukulele and we watch one movie that I know you'll love. A movie about a guitar or a ukulele? Sort of. It's not really a ukulele. We just needed a string instrument. I knew you owned a ukulele. Uh, That's why okay. I asked it. Uh, I also uh, have a banjo and a violin. You have a violin? Yeah. Well, it's Allison's. And the banjo's hers, too. But I'm just saying, I have those in my house. Well, damn it! Let's <laughs> Did get... I ruin everything? No, you didn't ruin everything. Because I'm kind of really interested in documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> we can do... I, again, we can do this. But now that I know you have a violin and a ukulele, and I could get, like, a guitar app, I'm almost tempted to do the movie that I want well, to do. Well, now I just want to know what the movie is. How? Okay. Okay. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. We do the documentary list. Okay. But you don't like any of them. It has six movies, and the sixth one is whatever it is that you're talking about right now that is instruments. Okay, so you just add it onto the. Documentary I get. List. I get where you're coming from. The documentaries only has three on the list. Okay, so, so four. four yeah, I get where you're coming from. Okay, sure. So why don't we just do that? Sure. So it's okay. a hybrid. It's a hybrid because nice. sometimes in life, when they want you to pick one or another option, choice A or choice B, always look for. Optionality. Choice three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just make up your own choice. Yeah. And that's that's your way of life. Whatever I like the- it. <laughs> when life gives you lemons, just say fuck the lemons and bail. You know? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway. When life gives you lemons, make orange juice. Yeah. You know. Sure. Whatever. The first documentary on our list is the HBO documentary Robin Williams Come Inside My Mind. Aww. And it tugs on the heartstrings, uh-huh. but you also realize how much of a comedic genius yeah. Robin Williams was. And it spans his life as a child. You know, you start from Mork and Mindy. Yes. Um, and then going from, you know, all these, you know, kind of flops to hits, flops to hits, you know, is his, his battle with depression, his battle with drugs. You'll tear up a bit. So anyway, right that on. was good. All right. Okay. So next, next one. one. 
is uh, the Zen Diaries with Gary Shandling. What? Have you? <laughs> so you've probably never heard of this person. No. And I've known of him, um, but he's been behind the curtains on a lot of like kind of uh, startups um, that a lot of well-known comedians were a part of. He had an HBO show um, and he was basically just friends with everybody, you know, okay. and a lot of people aspired to be, uh, to be him. And um, he, uh, he, I, think, I don't know why they aspired to be him. If nobody knows who the fuck he is. <laughs> Number three. Number three. So this one is just called Spielberg. And you've heard me talk about you've this. Talked, you've, I think you put this on a list before. How, how, how have I? I don't know. I don't think I've included. I may maybe have we just talked about it. it yeah, you know, because I know you were real excited about it when it first came out. It's 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 probably it one like of the best Scott documentaries. Or something. Yeah, I went to my high school because like every famous <laughs> person went to my freaking high school. Yeah. Hey. Anyway. So Spielberg, <laughs> this will show you. Okay, so a lot of people ask me. You know, once they get hint uh, that I like movies, uh-huh. they always ask me what my favorite movie is, and I'm like, "Shut your face!" Uh-huh. That's an impossible question and then for what's anybody. The second question, and then the second question is, "Who's your favorite director?" Uh-huh. And I can't give you, you an say answer. Nolan. No, I don't say that. Oh, really? I, I, I maybe give a short list, but I can never say who my favorite director is. But I will say this unequivocally, undoubtingly, empirically. Um, that the best director, not my favorite, there's a difference between favorite and best, the best director is Steven Spielberg. Yep, that's some John Williams type stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he scores his movies yep. with. Yep, he uses the ukulele <laughs> half yep, to make totally. all of his preliminary things. Uh-huh. He's like, I love 21st century technology. Yep. It has really just allowed me to push my bounds as a composer. Oh, totally. So, now, now my in which we might be utilizing the ukulele. Yee-hoo! Which, again, I if I knew that you had a violin or a guitar app or whatever, I would have just done the guitar and violin. But now we're stuck with the ukulele because Morgan... Oh, no, okay. Yep, there it is. Because um, Morgan's <laughs> now obsessed with that. This is a movie that I know that's been on the list before, but I know you'll like it. I just bought it. Like a week ago, mm. I saw it. Then I bought the soundtrack to it. Is it Moana? No, it's not Moana. Again, it has nothing to do with a ukulele. I just, I just knew that you had it. I would have preferred a guitar. And now that I know they have a violin, I need that as well. Um, but the movie is—you're already distracted. Oh, I'm listening. <laughs> okay, I'm playing with his app. Okay, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Okay, the movie is Inside Lewin Davis. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I know you'll love it. Uh, it's it's it centers around folk music, the folk music scene in the early 1960s. Okay, what do I pick? Okay, let's get a quick recap. Okay, so we got Robin Williams come inside my mind, The Zen Diaries with Gary Shandling, Spielberg, or Inside Lewin Davis. Hmm. I guess <laughs> I guess we're gonna watch Inside Llewellyn Davis. Not the Zen Diaries. <laughs> Or any other documentary. <laughs> well, okay. you got me so excited with my ukulele app. Right, okay. That... <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So that's that. Well, I don't think you'll be disappointed. And I'm going to be singing the second half oh, of God. the podcast, basically. It, is it a musical? 
No, but there's like a soundtrack to it. Like oh. it's like every every ten minutes there's like a song, like a folk song. And you will love Oscar Isaac. You will love him. He is probably one of my favorite actors as of now. Sweet. Okay. <gasps> We're watching Inside Lewin Davis. Alright, let's go watch. Had to open your big mouth, huh, Thunder Boy? I'm sorry. Who are you? Oh! If I had wings, I'd know it's I'd fly the river. Well, if the music's not. What? Quit? Just exist? What'd you say you played? Folk songs. Folk songs. Thought you said you were a musician. I need to borrow some money. Not again. Do you ever think about the future at all? You mean like move to the suburbs, have kids? That's bad. If that's what music is for you, a way to get to that place, then yeah, it's, it's, it's a little careerist. And it's a little square. And it's a little sad. Folk singer with a cat. Is that part of your act? Every time you play a C major, you'd puke a hairball? I remember one evening in the pouring rain and in my heart was an aching pain Oh, fare well My honey Fare well Mel, there was no advance on my solo record There's gotta be some royalty Mel? Mel! How you doing, kid? Life ain't worth living Without the one you Jazz, you know, we play all the notes. Twelve notes in a scale, not three chords on a ukulele. Oh, if you make a living at it, more power to you. Fare well, my honey, fare well. Okay, and we are back. So, I want to welcome you to the box office. And today, I'm talking about Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes in design, business technology, business technology and more wow i almost messed that up anyone can join the millions of members in their community to learn cutting edge skills network with peers and discover new opportunities uh for just under ten dollars a month you can get access to thousands of skillshare classes top of the world's best teachers in all of the amazing categories that skillshare has to offer each class has a project so you can put your new skills into practice and share your work with other community members around the world. And now for Scavengers Network listeners only, we can give you two months of free classes. All you have to do is go to bit.ly slash skillscav. That's S-K-I-L-L-S-C-A-V. Skillshare, the skills you need to succeed. Now it's my turn. All right. If I had a wi- oh, no, we're not. Okay, Sennheiser. Sennheiser is shaping the future of audio, a vision built on a 70-year history of innovation and a continued drive for excellence that is woven into their company's DNA and culture. Here are a few reasons why to shop at Sennheiser.com. Free shipping and returns on all orders with no minimum purchase required. There is a Sennheiser for you, offering high-quality design and the legendary Sennheiser sound. Get top-of-the-line wireless headphones for high-quality sound anywhere you go. Items arrive in three to five days in continental U.S. with UPS. 
Just go to bit.ly backslash scavheiser to start looking for your next headphones or microphone upgrade today. We just watched Inside Lewin Davis. Llewellyn. No, it's not Llewellyn. No, but it's I, I, Lewin. I know. It's but Lewin. we were calling it Llewellyn before Llewellyn. we watched it. Yeah. And when I when you read it, it almost reads like that, Llewellyn. It's L-L-Y-E-W-N? No. Lewin. There's another L in there. There's three L's in this is name. Is there? Oh, it's Welsh. It is Welsh, as we learned. I think it's L-L-E-W-L-Y-N. Sounds right. Pretty sure that's right. Sounds right. I mean, listeners are going to be like, why? You spelled it right on the title. But like, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's obviously. because we're recording this from the past. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so. So this movie is about a guy named Lewin Davis. Lewin Davis. And we go inside him. Nope. That sounds bad. Actually, no. I thought there was going to be like a magic school bus-like sequence where he like accidentally swallows it and then with we the see inside. With the teacher with frizzy red oh, hair? Miss Frizzle. Miss, is that her name? Yeah. I had no idea that was and, her name. And uh, there was nothing like that in this movie. Wait, with what, what, what the, what the TV show, wasn't there a theme song to the magic school bus? Magic school bus. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Going in a magic... No, no. That's, no. that's Reading Rainbow. Yep. It's a Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Great. No, okay. Anyway, so we watched Inside Lewin Davis yes. and um Where's your ukulele? Oh oh shit. Anyway, while uh Morgan's getting her uh ukulele out, uh big shout out to my Oh yeah, we forgot to my to my boy in uh who's I think as of now traveling Southeast Asia whoo, with his uh with his significant other uh my boy Max Gan. Um yeah, it's for you, Max Scan. A little ukulele uh, riff right there. Um, uh, shared some great uh, feedback with us. Uh, have a, I went to high school with him uh, a few years in college, I, I do believe. Uh, Max Scan's a good guy. Uh, and a big shout out to him for his uh, love and support that he shared uh, to this show. So uh, wherever you are in the world, um, you know, keep trucking, bro. Hopefully you're in Hawaii and you can Thanks, hear that. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Max. Um, okay, so inside Lewin Davis, I got my ukulele. Okay, so hang and on, let me, let me try real quick. No. I just want I just want to Get your own app. Mm-hmm. You have a smartphone, too. I need to, to talk about the movie. Okay, talk about the movie. So inside Lewin Davis. Summarize he, it for us. Yeah, I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying to, and you keep interrupting me. <laughs> Shut up. He is a folk singer in the 60s. He was best friends with Justin Timberlake. And he basically, I mean, it's really just about like a week. It's kind of just like only a week, like in his like sad life. And he's just like a folk singer that's just like trying to make it. And um, so the A plot is he's trying to make it. He does a couple bar um, scenes or not scenes, shows. Um, and he's like always down in his luck and he's like couch surfing all the time. And then um, one part of it is like he slept with his friend's wife and she got pregnant. So she wants an abortion and he's supposed to pay for the abortion. And then there's this part where he goes to Chicago and um, he tries to meet with this producer who's like, yeah, there's no money in your act, which is like super sad. And he's like, right. okay, bye. Um, and then there's like a subplot the entire time where he stayed with these people whose cat um god <laughs> god 
damn it. Um, he stayed with these people whose cat got out when he was leaving, so he was like take, trying to watch over the cat, and then um, he lost the cat, and then he's basically just like watching this cat the whole time. I don't really know because you could play any of the scenes in that movie out of sequence, and it would still make sense. There's no real plot to the movie, you know what I mean? And it kind of um, it kind of ends up being that way even at the end of the movie, as we find out, because the final few scenes are basically just a replay of the first few scenes, leading it to become full circle. So it basically... Yes. And, I don't know. Like, and, there's no real storyline. And you totally could, because Coen Brothers... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, that's what they do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, this, this reminded me of A Serious Man. And you know why? Because why? it was about two years after A Serious Man oh. was released. And so... Um, I it, liked how it had famous people in it. It had JT. Yeah. JT and was Carrie in it for Mulligan. a hot second. Yeah, well... I when mean, did Great Gatsby come out? I think it was 2012 or something uh, like that. Yeah, so like... Which is right around that, like that, that time. Like before this one. This was this her hot streak. 13, she, was on her, so. she was on a hot streak. Yeah. You even... And this is a weird scene to uh, reference to uh, a serious man, but it's when, and this is going to make no sense to our viewers right now unless you've seen the movie, is when Well, they, we went when, over it. Oh, yes, so you did. So listen to the serious man movie, which was... Yes, you did. Hey. No, 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 the Inside the Will and Devastation. Oh, movie. never mind. Um, but the cat gets lost. Right. And, uh, which I don't, I'm not sure if you went into or not, but... I um, mentioned it. Yeah, okay, so the cat gets lost. Uh, uh, Lewin Davis, um, finds it sort of, uh, but then goes back to the, uh, to the house in which, uh, the owners live and, uh, the uh, woman screams and says, where's his scrotum, Llewellyn? This cat Lewin? is not a boy! I know, it's like, where's his scrotum? But yeah. anyway, if you notice on that last, where's his scrotum? Because there was two, where's his scrotum? Okay. On the last, where it's, where's his scrotum? Right. Um, it, it. It, it almost like the the volume was almost turned up on it, and it almost echoed, like in the uh, like the actual editing. Okay. I, I don't know if you noticed that, but I didn't. There, there were multiple times in a serious man where the last line or the last like noise was like echoed. Weird. And, and um, an example of that is when um, Cy Abelman died, and you had the wife crying, and her last wail. It cut to black, and you had like this, like echoing type of thing. And, I and, didn't even pick up on that. And, and it's such a like a, a crazy element to like you know stir more you know drama or whatever you want to call yeah. it for lack of a term. But um, anyway, Coen Brothers doing what they do best. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, it was good. So so you were making a point on these scenes that you saw. Didn't necessarily need to be in chronological Yeah, order. well, because just now I was trying to summarize it, and usually you're like, okay, summary. Here's the beginning, here's the twist, here's the middle, here's the end. Right. It doesn't have that. Yeah. No. It's literally just like, a, and I guess a serious man was kind of like that too. Right. There's no that. real resolution. It's just no. sort of like a snapshot of a time period in a person's life, which makes it interesting, but there really wasn't any like crescendo of, you know, no. he wasn't working towards any end goal, or like, I mean, he was, he was trying to become like, a famous artist or whatever, but like obviously that wasn't about to happen. You there, know? there, like, there wasn't, and, and but but if one could argue that if there was, it was very slight and very kind of muted because yeah. one could say that his travels to Chicago mm-hmm. to see um, what was it like Les something or like like Wes or whatever I the agent know what the guy's name was F, I don't know F Murray Abraham yeah. or whatever who's the actor's name the one who basically said there's no money in this yeah. Um, you know, that was the, um, 
agent that uh, the military guy who uh, was all straight mm-hmm. edge and and square, um, <laughs> you know, was uh, was signed by, and uh, that was that was uh, um, Lewin um, his last hope is like that was yeah. he, he wanted to sign with this um, with this guy, and after he just shot him down after this majestic song that mm-hmm. he really almost made a con, you know, a, an emotional and spiritual contact with. Um, this this agent, you know, as he was singing the death of Queen Jane, um, you know, basically just shot him down. And yeah. after that, he returned to New York and and he was very kind of cynical and very kind of defeatist and just being like, hey, this is not going to work for me. So it's but it's- then by the end of the movie, you see him back in where he was at in the beginning. And so it almost kind great- of makes you think that like. Great, you got shot down and you're trying to give up music forever and you're going to go join the Merchant Marines, which is like a thing in the 60s. And I don't really know what that is. I don't think anybody else knows what it is either. But, um, you know, he's trying to join the Merchant Marines and whatever. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. And then the Merchant Marines doesn't work out. So he's like, well, I guess I'm going to do music again, even though there's like... 1200 other jobs you could possibly ever get it was very paradoxical i mean there there was i think it kind of points to like how cyclical his life is it kind of gives you a sense of like oh you must do that often Mm -hmm. you know you get shot down and and you try to quit and then you're just back where you started yeah i mean it's so anyway so at the beginning of the movie he opens the door to the gold finds apartment and the cat runs out yeah at the very end scene he opens the same door cat does not get out in that end scene he sings Hang Me, Oh, Hang Me, but then he also sings the song that you don't see at the very beginning, um, which is the more uplifting uh, Fare Thee Well song. Uh-huh. And he really puts his heart and soul into that. Yeah. And so here's my question, and I think here's the question of uh, a lot of the audience that, that saw this movie, is the beginning and the end are the same, yeah. where the man basically punches uh, Lewin Davis um and you know goes off but you it's it's played out in two different ways uh-huh and help me out with this here because um i i still i i once uh composed a uh interpretation of of the beginning and the end of this and it's a little fuzzy right now um but w- what is the difference what 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 is the meaning behind him opening the door and not letting the cat out is is it it's not it's not congruent it's not in chronological order i feel like the beginning and the end they're trying to mirror each other mm-hmm. but they're not quite doing it yeah they're, they're, there's there's possibly either a restart or a rebirth of um of of Llewellyn davis and I mean, not to get too deep and too too crazy with it, but I feel like it's almost like a, a reoccurring story um, with uh, uh, Lewin Davis, like trying to start his career and and to really like become this musician. Well, I have an idea. Okay, if I please might. please help me. With yeah. That. So um, so I think that I don't think that the movie is trying to say that this is the same or alternate universe reality. Like, oh, the cat didn't get out, and that means something. I think that. The movie is trying to kind of point at um, kind of how like our lives are cyclical um, and that we kind of do the same things and make the same mistakes over and over again. And I find that that happens, especially in people that uh, lead this type of creative lifestyle. And so kind of what I saw reflected in this is like he 
he went through this whole arc of like, I'm living my life. I'm doing my creative thing. Oh, this guy kicked my ass, like whatever. But it's just kind of part of like how my little beatnik life goes, you know, and I'm trying to be a creative dude. Uh, oh, I got denied from this really important thing I wanted. So now I'm going to try to quit my creativity, but I can't. And so I'm back to my creative life. And I feel like as a creator, um, I feel like this sort of mental cycle happens to me a lot. You know, I'll be living my little creative life. I do my podcast, I go perform on stage, you know, whatever. I'm feeling good about it. And I'm like, you know, it's not enough to make bills, you know, to pay my bills, but I'm trying to just live my best creative life, whatever. And then I'll, you know, get some chance or see some spark of some chance and try to kind of, um, you know, you know, be like, oh, this is how I'm going to make it, right? And then you get a denial from that. And you're like, oh, everything is terrible. I'm the worst. And I don't, you know, nothing means anything. And I'm a terrible person. And, you know, everything I've worked for is shit and whatever. And so you try to, you're like, I'm giving up. I'm done. And then you like, can't. Because you're a creative person. You're an artist. And you can't just not create. And you can't not perform. And you can't not put art into the world. It's um, kind of the personification of the cycle of self-doubt. I That's like, like that. my fancy I like phrase that. I just came up with. There you go. It. Personification of the cycle of self-doubt. You Another could thing have saved me in the audience a lot of time <laughs> right? and a lot of a lot of embarrassment because You're welcome. <laughs> I I have not made any sense throughout well, this past thirty minutes. The other thing that comes into my head too when I'm thinking about it is it's it's a little bit um sad to me because um I think that people get this this misconception that you have to, you're required to suffer for your art. Mm. And that is just not the case Mm. because you always think, Oh, the tortured artist. Oh, you know, you have to suffer for your art. If you don't hate the thing that you've created by the end, then you really haven't made anything great. But like, Art and creation and being creative, it can be fun and you don't have to suffer for it and you can have fun while doing it. And it doesn't have to be like you put your whole soul into it and all the stakes are high and you either win everything or lose everything. You know, like I think that's such a big misconception in the creative world. Um, And so it's just not fair that this movie kind of perpetuates that misconception Mm. of like oh this man must suffer for his art because he is an artist you know in his heart and so he must live a life of suffering and he'll never see the day when he you know makes it big when like that doesn't have to be the case he could be like gene and and jim Jim. right gene and jim right who are a couple and clearly i don't think that they're making all their money off of singing right it sounds like jim has a day job or something but Uh then they're also singing and they're having fun with it and they're doing well Mm -hmm. like you can do that you don't have to suffer for your art and so um i just thought that was kind of interesting that it was just another another narrative where you have to have the suffering artist when that's just that doesn't have to be the truth of Mm -hmm. creativity so Mm -hmm. Um, that was unfortunate. And, 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 and you wonder if he is also inflicting this on himself. Because, oh, of course he is. Because Absolutely he, he is. he's antagonizing, you know, um, Carrie Mulligan yeah. by, by saying that he, she's careerist and she's yeah. square and, and, and yeah. living, just existing, basically. Yeah. I think she, he said that to his sister, yeah. um, too, as well. Um, and, like, he has this thing where it's, it has to be all or nothing. Yeah. Like, he has to be this, like, purest you know, musician where mm-hmm. like, that's all he does. Yeah. And that, that's what classifies you as a true artist. Uh-huh. Is like you can't, you can't divide yourself. And, and, you know, 
some people may agree with that. Some people may disagree with that, that you have to be all or nothing kind yeah. of deal um, where you can't just have a day job and also this, this, this passion. Yeah. Um, and, but, but that was his, that was his curse. And yeah, there's, there's a lot more to be said, but well, this, pretty is, good, though. this is a long episode. And, yeah. Know, well, and, um, uh, shall we move into our ratings then? Sure. We didn't even play any ukulele during I this episode. Know. We'll have to take ourselves out with like a good, you got your app now. Okay, let's let's. Oh, are you gonna duet. do a duet? Oh, our things are different. I know. I can't change mine to look like that. Oh, you have a turtle. I, have a I know. I tried. Thing. Okay. Well, so, should um, we do it now, or should we take ourselves out with a duet at the end of the episode? Hang on. Start playing. Are you doing folk music? This is my music. So hang me, oh, hang me. And I don't know. No. Okay, we're not beating. No, no, no. We tried. We'll take ourselves out with it. All right, so let's move into our ratings. Yes. All right. How (laughs) many little kitties would you get? Oh, I was going to say records or guitars, maybe. Or condoms. No condoms. Oh, I know that was a little bit of a thing, but. uh. Um, Okay, so how many. um, How many. I don't know, records, sure. Sure, records. Yeah, they sold okay. records. They did. Yeah. Um, How many records? Yes. How many records would you give this movie? I love this movie. I, I, really? It's, it's, so T-Bone Burnett um, was uh, the uh, composer, and he just makes original music. Mm-hmm. He also worked on Cold Mountain, which you listen to the soundtrack, Cold Mountain is amazing. Um, with the Coen Brothers, this is the first Coen Brothers uh, film I saw in theaters. Uh, it was really good open for interpretation uh, uh cinematography great um this is probably one of the better cohen movies that i've seen okay. I, w- I would rank this wow. uh, top three so I'd, I'd i'd give this i'd give this nine out of ten records wow I know. it's, it's a really good movie records. i spent a whole twelve dollars on this movie wow so, i know okay I know. well i um i'm sorry to disappoint oh it is gonna get a bit of a low rating oh um, really and, yeah so you remember we were watching it and we were watching this kind of like back and forth between the military guy who's like an uptight square who's playing yeah. this very commercial music versus our our hero of the movie right and i was like oh i was like that guy's high school and that guy's was, hebrew yeah, school and yeah. I was saying the military guy was high school and the, the main character was Hebrew school. Okay. Well, so I kind of got this sense like right towards the end. I was like, oh, my God, this is just an entitled white Jewish boy. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, I know Anna. this type. Like, wow, it's all coming to me. Like, this is wow. exactly what, like, a bratty Jewish boy would do <laughs> who, like you know, thinks that he's entitled to fame and fortune and yeah. stuff, even though he might be slightly mediocre or something. And then he's huh. he acts like a dick because he thinks he's so entitled and he brings all this misfortune upon himself. This is oh, like a wow. weird revelation I had. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. So then I was like, wow, I don't really like our main character very much oh, no. anymore because you kind of brought everything upon yourself. And that's what um, really, you know, you're writing on is, is the main character. Yeah, really. And so know. it just suddenly he became unlikable for me right towards oh, the end. Wow. And I was like, wow, weird. So like, honestly, no sympathy, no sympathy at all. No, not at all. Yeah. Absolutely not. Oh, wow. So I would probably give it... Um, Maybe a seven and a half or an eight okay. out of ten. Okay. And really just because of his like annoying ass story elements, and I'm just basing this on the characters, because as a movie itself, as a film, cinema, no. it was like so good. Like okay. they did obviously the Coen brothers can do no wrong. Like, do they no did wrong. a really good job. The the angles were great, the set was great, the costumes, you know, the uh-huh. the soundtrack, the the storytelling, you know, all of it, the symbolism, all of like it was really good. Yeah. But like 
that main character himself, I was like, oh, I'm so annoyed with you. That's right funny. The That's end, funny. So. Because, uh, um, so, yeah. So, probably, I, I guess I'll give it an 8. Okay. An 8 out of 10 okay. records. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's funny that you say that because... Um, Really, I mean, it, it, the 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 movie is in the title. I mean, the the characters in the title. You, everything yeah. is writing on uh, Lewin Davis. And yeah. If you don't like him, <laughs> I know you, you can't root for him. I and, know, and, and you can't really feel what he's feeling. And it's um, true, it kind of takes away a lot of it. So yeah, oh, that's funny. All, All right, right. Well, well, cool. That brings our episode to a close. Uh, I thought there was going to so, be more ukulele. Well, there will be. Just give it a second. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Well, Thomas plays us out. This has been Academy Outcasts. Uh, thank you so much to the Scavengers Network for having us on. Um, a host of other great shows like State Your Case, Historical Hotties, and Spooky Spouses, as well as Myth Takes. Go ahead and check them out. I have been your co-host, Morgan Spatola. I've been your co-host, Thomas Jernigan. Thank you so much for listening, and that's a wrap. you want but i don't know the words so I'll you're gonna have to sing okay you ready yeah <laughs> okay how many oh hang on i didn't know we were ready. i okay. thought we were doing it okay okay, okay ready okay. One, one two two one two three, two, three. Four. how many roads must a man walk down before you can call him a man oh i'm lost how many seas must a white dove sail before she sleeps in the sand? Yes, and how many more times must the cannonballs fly before they're forever banned? The answer, my friend, is blowing in. Sir is blowing in the wind. Oh, God. <laughs> that was just. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry. That, that's the right <laughs> word. That's the right word for all you guys.